Hey y'all, hey, it's me, Portia O, your host of Life Be Life Podcast, and I am here once again with a new episode, and this is episode 16, oh my gosh, we're at 16, that's such a blessing, and today's title of the podcast is A Rare and Treasured Gift, okay? We gonna get into it, all right? We gonna get into it. But before we get into all of the things, let me introduce myself, okay? Thank you all for joining. If you are new here, this is a podcast that we talk about how life be life and over here, okay? Via all types of relationships, situations, and everyday things we are experiencing all while in real time healing and learning how to be a better human being, okay? That's what we about over here. So if that's what you're on and if you're in alignment with that, then you're in the right place, okay? Um, and if not, I hope that you can still learn something from here, okay? Period. Okay, so we're just going to jump right into this. And the first segment we're going to do is, I got some questions, y'all, because y'all know your girls stay with the questions, okay? First question, who knows exactly what they want to do or be? Do you know? Did you know? Depending on where you are in your life, you still may have some unresolved things going on that you feel like, I might want to do this or want to do that. But who knew exactly what they wanted to do or be? Okay. Next question. What does your life look like now? Okay. We have all these dreams and aspirations and goals and different things like that. But what does your life look like right now in this moment that you're hearing me speak? What does it look like for you? Okay. Next question. When did you realize what your path was? When did that become a realization for you? When did what happened in your life that made you think like, hmm, this is what I want to do. This is what I think I'll be great at. At what point, when did you realize what that path was for you? Okay. Was it when you was a little kid? Was it when you were an adult? Were you a preteen? Like, what? Um, And last question, how often did you detour from your initial plans? Again, how often did you detour from your initial plans? That one, I'm sure we all like can relate, right? But some people just went straight through. Some people, you know, had circumstances that made them go another way. How often did that happen to you? You know? As always, these are questions that you get to ask yourself, but I am going to answer throughout this podcast, okay? So, stick with your girl. The next topic is, this is just my life experience, okay? Again, this is just my life experience. This is where I have an interesting story about my life, food, house, relationships, money, animals, or anything else that I want to share with you all, okay? Um... And I preface it that it's my life experience because I don't want nobody coming on here talking about, girl, that's not how it goes. Or, girl, that wasn't how it happened for me. Again, it's my life experience. And so I'm giving you a view into what I've experienced in this life, okay? Initially, when I came up with this whole topic, the title or the topic that I wrote was Discovering My Gifts, Talents, and purpose through my educational journey. That just made me tap into the title of this 
um, episode, which is a rare and treasured gift. I can't even remember where I came up with that phrasing, but it happened so many years ago. And I was like, I am a rare and treasured gift. Now, all these years of living, have I believed that? Absolutely not. But I did preface that. I did. I believe God gave that to me many years ago just to let me know. But I didn't really believe it or take heed to it all the time, most of the time. As y'all know, I'm on this self-love journey, the self-care journey, the healing journey, all the things in this moment. And so I, I do know for sure now I am a rare and treasured gift. But it took some experience, it took some things that I had to go through in order to really see myself as such, okay? But throughout my educational journey, I have discovered my gifts, my talents, and my purpose, okay? So I'm just going to break it down and share this experience with you all. And so the first thing is the desire. Where did the desire come from um, for me to even pursue this pursue this dream as far as my educational journey. So my mom has rheumatoid arthritis and she was diagnosed in her late 20s. And pretty much as we grew up, like her disease or condition progressed or whatever, to the point that she had to go in the hospital and have a knee replacement, okay? She's not only had one knee replacement, she's had two knee replacements and a hip replacement. She's kind of like a bionic woman at this point, but I digress. <laughs> every doctor's appointment, everything that she had to do with her condition, her disease, I was alone the ride with her. Um, and being very young at that time to kind of experience all of that with her. When she went into the hospital for her knee replacement, I decided to stay with her in the hospital as much as I possibly could. And watching the nurses and the CNAs and all of them that came in that room to take care of her, their bedside manner, and all of those things really inspired me. And I was taking notes the whole time mentally, like because I was going to be taking care of my mom once she got back home. But it just sparked something in me like, man, I want to be a nurse, okay? Um, I think that would be a great path for me to go down and get to help people. I love helping people that are sickly or that just need help in general. Like I love being of service to people. And so I thought, why not be a nurse? Like I'm already seeing how this works with these people taking care of my mother. And then I'm now going to implement it at home with my mother. Like I can be a nurse. I can be doing this and taking care of people for the rest of my life. Like, that's not a problem. And nurses make wonderful money. So let's go. You always need a nurse. It's all it's an ever-replenishing um, career. Like, they always are needed, no matter what. So I decided at that moment that the desire was sparked inside of me to become a registered nurse, okay? So from that point, I made a plan. I was in high school. And I made a plan to become a nurse. <laughs> but um, my high school in particular, um, shout out to Proviso West, had um, a program called Hero. And it basically was, I think when you became a junior, you can enter this program, maybe sophomore, I'm not sure. Don't remember. It's been like almost 20 years ago, okay? They had this Hero program and you can enroll into Triton College 
in high school taking CNA classes, right? So they had like a cosmetology program that you could do at the beauty school, not too far from the school. And then they had a partnership with Triton. Um, I believe they had other programs, but the main one that I focused on was the CNA program because I've set out this plan that I'm going to become a nurse. But in order to become a nurse, I need to do this first step of becoming a CNA. So I became a CNA through the Triton College program that was offered to high school students at that time. I was a CNA by the age of 17. Okay. And so, cause I think I did it in my junior year of high school. I had a job at McDonald's for my junior year. That was also a part of the hero program. Like you can get a job and, or you can get some college education. I did that my senior year. So by the time I was done getting my CNA at Triton college, um, and I was ready to go off to college because my mother's condition, I decided not to go away. I stayed at home. My brother was already away at school. So I decided to stay at home so I could help my mom and be more hands on with her. But also I could still pursue my degree of becoming, uh, to get my bachelor's so I could become a registered nurse, right? I got the CNA already at Triton, got those credits or whatever. And I was able to get a job at Gottlieb Hospital to be able to pursue this career path, right? And so the plan was in motion. Your girl was on it. Like, let's go. As soon as I graduated high school, I decided I was going to go to Triton further for my associates, do all my prerequisites and everything like that. Because again, I wanted to stay home and help my mom. So I decided it's okay. I could take classes at the community college get all my prerequisites done for cheaper, and then I could transfer over to a university after my two years and finish off my degree, uh, well, get my bachelor's then to become a registered nurse. This was the plan, okay? So I started my freshman year of college, and I was going to school in the morning, um, and then Right down the street was Golly Hospital. I got a job at Golly Hospital and I went to work from 3 to 11 p.m. at Golly. That was very fun. <laughs> Being a CNA and it's like, quote unquote, the lowliest position in the hierarchy of, I guess, the medical field, essentially, um, because you can't administer medicine. You can't. All you do is like do intake and output, like measuring fluids that people are giving, um, changing bed plans, changing the beds, making sure the patient is comfortable. You can do vitals, blood pressure, um, temperature, different things like that, but you cannot administer medicine. You couldn't give shots or anything like that. Okay. So anyway, I did that. I found so much joy in it. I loved it because I got to wear scrubs. I was well on my way to becoming a registered nurse, okay? But of course, <laughs> detour, enter the first detour. After a while, I just got super distracted with life, trying to keep up with a relationship. <sighs> It was just a lot. It was a lot going on for me. And I got off focus of what I truly desired to do or to finish that plan out. And so I did it. I stopped working there at Gottlieb. Like I, I got so bad, like calling off all the time, like being super irresponsible. 
Um, even though I was living the dream and the little money I was making was the most money I was making at that point in my life. Because again, the job I had before that was McDonald's and that wasn't much money. So for me to go from McDonald's to being a CNA and making X amount of dollars was just like, let's go, Portia. Like <laughs> I didn't have no minimum wage job anymore, but I got all focused. I allow certain things to just like distract me um and also that just goes back to like having a lack of self-love for myself to know enough that like you can do this and I think also deep down I was starting to get scared that oh like I'm watching these nurses and all of these different things and the different positions within the hospital administration and things like that because you can start off as a nurse and go here go there do all these things I think I got deep down I got nervous that are you going to be willing to do this question are you really smart enough to do this are you really like the one to do this and also the stuff that was happening within my relationship and all this type of stuff. And I was just like, yeah. And I got distracted and I quit, essentially. I told myself I was going to take a break. I quit the job and I quit school. And I was like, I just need a break. I just needed a break to recalibrate. But that break ended up being like some years, okay? So now I'm behind schedule, right? I started when I was 18 and I took like, I don't know, like a two-year two break, two-and-a-half-year break. So then here comes Everest College, right? And child. Anyway, at the time, we thought it was the like the thing. I was like, oh, I could become a medical assistant. This means more money. And I already have the background of a CNA and I can continue like to build on my skills by now administering um, medication and um, giving shots, right? And so I was like, okay, this is the next stop, Portia, because right now I can't go back to school, right? Um, because of finances, I've messed that whole thing up. Now I'm in debt and don't even have a degree. So now I have to go forward and figure out another plan so for my livelihood, right? And even though I was still working as a CNA, you know, on that two-year and two-and-a-half-year break um, in different situations or whatever, but it wasn't fulfilling. Like, I knew I wanted to do more. Like, at that point, I had outgrew that stage of my career like whatever but if i could be a certified medical assistant i can work in a doctor's office it's set times like monday through friday nine to five whatever and this will be much more exciting right and because uh, I, I don't know like i've always felt like i need to be doing more like it was like once i finished the cna program i was like yes this is great but also i want more and so now here i go to this medical assistant program did excellent in it, whatever, got an internship, was great. And then I started working as a medical assistant, right? Um, again, it took me to another level and I was making more money than I ever made in my life at that point still. It still was unfulfilling. And it was like, Portia, you need to get back in school. So I did, after I finished Everest program, 
and got my certification, whatever. I went back to school, but I thought I was gonna go again for nursing, right? Because again, this is the path I'm taking, at least it's the plan I thought. I've now been a CNA, now I'm a certified medical assistant, now I can go back to school and become the RN that I wanted to, right? I'm still gonna go the traditional route of finishing out these prereqs, because I had did really good in like, got um pretty uh, uh enough prerequisitions under me or whatever but again i quit i gave up so anyway went on to the next phase and i quit again <laughs> i quit again y'all so disappointed in myself like i easily allow myself to get distracted by things that were happening in life and also like the deep rooted not believing in myself like I have spurts of like yes I believe in myself I know I could do this this is my purpose I'm supposed to be a nurse so I can help people and save lives and be great but also the negative thoughts, those maladaptive thoughts coming back in and say, girl, you can't be nobody nurse. You can't do that. Like, yeah, you did that and that, but that's all you're going to be able to reach to. Like becoming a nurse is like next level and you're not going to make it. Okay. Yeah. I allowed that stuff to distract me again and not finish again. And then I decided to pivot, right? Because at this point of my career, I've worked as a CNA, a medical assistant, and now I'm like, I think I went back to kind of like a CNA position and I had the most horrible supervisor. And but I was taking care of people that are um, mentally disabled and I found it to be very, very fulfilling. Um, a lot of those people were nonverbal that I used to take care of, but I understood their language by working with them. And so, um, it was such a humbling experience to say the least. And I'm not going to lie. When I first went in for the interview for that particular job, I was like so scared because I was sitting in the hallway, the lobby of the facility. And all I can hear is people screaming and all this type of stuff. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm scared. Like, are they going to attack me? Like what's going to happen? But God knew what he was doing, placing me in that position. And so I went forth, anyhow, got the job, and I loved those people. Like, sincerely, deeply loved those people. And I took pride in taking care of those people, okay? And so, and I met some wonderful people. Shout out to Tanya, the nurse, who we've had many a conversations there and me telling her my dreams and aspirations of wanting to become a nurse and all those different things. And this was just like another stepping stone. Um, and taking care of those people really meant a lot to me. It really meant a lot to me. And when other people would miss treat them and abuse them and different things like that. I didn't take that. Like I was not here for the shenanigans. Like they're different than us, but they're still people and they deserve love and respect just like we do, you know? Um, but anyways, I, I learned a lot through that position and I met a lot of great people and, um, 
I thank God for that because that that really showed me compassion and empathy and love and understanding and um, all they needed was somebody to understand them, you know, um, and their families have, you know, most of them pushed them to the side and disregarded them or whatever. But just like every other human being on this earth, we all desire love and a connection. So I'm just grateful I got to experience that because without that experience, I don't think I would have had such a great appreciation for that job or that position I was in. And I think I needed that at that time in my life too, to like be humble. Like I would, I had my quote unquote favorites, but you know, some of them, you know, um, were more taking to a person than not. And um, I used to take them to baseball games and all types of stuff, like trying to do little special things for them that I knew that would appreciate things like that. And those other ones that really wasn't verbal and just all they can do is look at you. And I could tell by how they looked at you. Like, I just love that job. I loved it. It was not an easy job. Don't get it confused. It wasn't easy, but it was so humbling and so loving. And I always said, if I ever had a kid that was, I, I guess that's the way I've always looked at them. Like if I had a kid that was like in their position that um, God birthed them to be mentally disabled or whatever, that I would be able to handle that. Like I would be able to do this, God, because this experience has taught me. I wouldn't cast my child aside like most of these people decided to, but I also understand their plight. Like I understand what, you know, their situations most times didn't allow them to be able to take care of these people. So they put them in a facility that could. And I understand that. With that job, I learned a lot. And I worked at that job for a couple of years, but, um, and my supervisor was so terrible, so terrible. And I just saw like how people in positions of authority, like misuse their positions and abuse their positions. And it just put the most disgusting taste in my mouth. And I was like, God, I can't do this no more. I cannot be under the thumb of people that are not in alignment with me and the thought process of me um, and making sure that we take care of these people to the utmost, um, with the utmost respect and love and all that type of stuff. And then you want to demean people that actually are taking care of these people. Like, that ain't cool. Like, I don't like stuff like that. So that birthed within me, uh... I don't know if it was a resistance, a rebellion, or like, I need to be a leader. Like, I need to be in a charge or in a position that I can lead these people in the direction that will be of benefit for all involved. You don't have to demean people or mistreat them to get them to do what you want them to do. You catch more bees with honey, okay? And those women, and they it was a lot of women. Well, and those women were just nasty. They were not nice people, clearly had stuff going on in their personal life and brought it to the job. Like, and you want to sit up here and try to mistreat people. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. So I was like, I don't want to do this no more, guys. 
I don't want to be a CNA no more. I don't want to do this type of work anymore, the heavy lifting and all that type of stuff. So I aspire to, again, pivot in my career. And um, I was like, I still with the desire of going back to school. And I was like, I don't have to be working as a CNA or a medical assistant in order to become a nurse. I have the experience under my belt at this point. Now I want to go to administrative work, right? Because I think this would look great on my resume and um, show that I'm, I have the potential to become a supervisor, a manager, or anything like that. So I pivot to <laughs> an office, an in-office job at a home health facility, right? And every time I pivoted my career, I made more money than I made from the last one, okay? So it was always an advancement, not just in position, but also in finances. And so I, I've always worked my way up the ladder. My first minimum wage job was McDonald's. From that point on, every job I've had, I've always went up another tier, another tier, another tier because the experience that I had, okay? At the the mentally disabled facility, I learned how to advocate for myself and not only for myself, but for others as well. But of course, when you advocate for yourself and try to come up against negativity and bull crap with people, um, you get labeled as the problem person, which is fine. I was willing to take that L and I knew that me being in that position was not a long time. That was for the time being. Okay. And so I went on to the next job, got a job at this home health agency. They were just opening. Okay. It was a Pakistani man that owned the facility. Him, he partnered with another Pakistani man and he already had like a physical, um, therapy, um, place, I think he did, or imaging place, something like that. And this was in a nice neighborhood. I was working at Oak Brook. It was really nice. Okay. I was the first employee of the company and he was like, I need you to come in and help me set up this company. And look at God, answer my prayer, gave me exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in a leadership position. He made me the office manager. I went from being a CNA to a certified medical assistant back to a CNA position to go to an office manager position with only my CNA and um, medical assistant experience. But a lot of things I did at that last job as a CNA, um, taking patients to their doctor's visits and different things like that, setting up, having a schedule, da, 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 driving, whatever. It was a lot of not individuality. It was a lot of space for me to create. However, and I had a partner, we did it together. Uh, well, it was three of us. We did it together and it was a lot of space for us to create what that looked like. So I got a little bird's eye view into that. Also, I had applied for other leadership positions in that company. Did not get them, but that's okay. Um, it wasn't meant because God had other plans, right? And so anyway, got to this home health agency. I mean, literally when we built it from the ground up, like we built it from the ground up. And I was the first employee that he had there. Um, I was building file cabinets. I set up the filing system. I pretty much set up everything, how the company was going to run, obviously with my boss's input, but it was more so like, okay, this is what I desire, whatever, can you get it done? Yes, and I will implement it and 
design it the way I thought it should look like or what was best at that time. Um, and so when he started hiring other people, whatever, I was the one that sat in the front of the office. I was the one you first saw. I was the get through me to get to him. Okay. Um, everybody else had their specific positions. And so, um, it was a great experience. I thank God for that. I learned how to do payroll. I learned how to do so much stuff and even things he'll be like, do you know how to do this? And I didn't know how to do it. Maybe I Googled and researched and I came up in there and implemented it. Okay. And so I thank God for giving me that position. I was like, what was in me to not be micromanaged and cause he was not a micromanager at all. He's just like, Portia, this, this is, this is on you. You do it. And I did. Like, I had the freedom to do what I wanted to do and still be a leader in the office and all of the other employees. It wasn't like they they answered to me, but it was more so like if they needed anything or whatever, if they wanted to know anything, I was the point of contact. I was the point of, okay, yeah, let's figure this out together. And we worked together as a wonderful team, for sure. For sure. So I'm grateful for that. I'm super grateful for that position and everything like that. And that sparked inside of me to want to go back to school again. And I was like, I now got this administrative role under me. I've been an office manager. Like, this is great. Like, I can do so much more. And I was talking with my bosses and stuff. And like, yeah, I'm telling them what I want to do and all this. And it's like, yeah, you could do it. Like, let's move. Let's do it or whatever. We can help you create this and even train me, put me in training positions and different things like that to learn more and more and more. And I was like, I'm on my way. Okay. At this particular job, this is where I met my husband <laughs> after we got together and everything like that my grandfather had passed um, we got married my grandfather had passed and then um i was uh, i was already in a tra transition of i wanted to leave that position um because it was a lot going on <laughs> a lot started happening and again i get bored so easily and i think with like me doing the same thing over and over and over again and like it was exciting in the beginning because i got to build it up the infrastructure and everything and then like once it's all built up and it's all there and it was like a lot of stuff happening i was like yeah no I'm, i think i'm good on this but again i couldn't start back school because of finances i owed uh money i was in debt and i was like well i guess i can't pay this tuition off so i can transfer to this school or get my transcripts and stuff like that. So I got stuck again. And that was a lot of my situation. Also, I was super irresponsible with the money I was making. I was living with my mom, all that type of stuff. Like, girl, when you gonna, you know, I did move out before I met my husband, but it, I was still being irresponsible with my funds. So um, what I could have been using to pay off for my tuition and things like that, I wasn't. I was taking trips and doing all the other things that single women do. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> I then went forward and um, my husband was telling me like, yeah, you should really go for this other job. It was another office job, but it was downtown Chicago. I was like, I've always wanted to work downtown. Like this will be great. This will look wonderful on my resume and whatever. And I want to get back in school or whatever. And um, I wanted somebody, I wanted a job that will pay for my schooling. Okay. Help a sister out. All right. Uh, 
And so I got that job downtown at Blue Cross Blue Shield, um, inside of Blue Cross Blue Shield building, in a doctor's office there, servicing the employees of the building, okay? And that was, I was the front desk person, um, check in, check out or whatever. It was less work than my previous job at the home health, but also it was more money. It was, um, and it was cool. I got to work downtown. Like what, what are we talking about? So anyways, um, and I thought I can advance in this job because this particular company was super good about helping you in your career goals or whatever. So I was like, yes, I can advance with them. I could become a nurse here and work inside one of these doctor's offices. I need to got to go to the hospital if I want to. Like, I don't have to do nothing. Like, I was setting myself up. I got all this experience, administrative stuff under me, and the actual hands-on stuff. Like, let's go. Like, come on. That's when God blessed me. Okay? Let me tell y'all this quick miracle that I went to Triton. My husband was like, let's go. See how much you owe. We gonna pay it so you can get back in school. Leah was already born. Okay, Leah was already born. So this was like in 2016. 17 2017 because she was one so i went on to the school and i was like and he went with me and i went to the office and i'm like already defeated in my mind like portia this is not gonna work they gonna tell you you owe all this money you're not gonna be able to get your transcripts because i was trying to get into concordia at that time to do their healthcare management plan oh i mean not plan, child. Healthcare management program, okay? Because at that point, I had decided, you know what? This nursing thing is not working. And so maybe I should focus more so on the administrative side, which still gets me in the infrastructure of healthcare. And I can still help people just from the administrative side, right? I was already doing it at the home health, helping people at home, get nurses, physical therapists, speech therapists, all types of services or whatever. So now I can continue doing this, but inside of a hospital setting, blah, 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 blah. I worked, I went to train and um, I was like, you know, how much would it be for me to get my transcripts? And so they were like, oh, let us look up your name. I gave them my... Uh, made a name or whatever and gave a birth and everything and they well I don't see you in the system we're gonna send you over here to the register and let them see if you're in the system I'm like now I know I'm in Triton system I've been in the school quite a few times okay and I got credits here and all this type of stuff now I know I'm here but they couldn't find me so they sent me over to another office and I'm looking at my husband like I don't know what's going on or whatever they said they can't find me He's like okay well let's see so then I went over to the other office and um they had just remodeled the inside of Triton. And so it looked totally different than the last time I was going there, actually. And so he, um, the lady at the, the window was like, I'm so sorry. We just moved. And we, you know, our office used to be over there. Now we over here. Da, da, da. We got all these boxes and everything is electronic now. So I was like, okay. So she looking for my name, looking for my, my um, date of birth. She finds me in the system. I'm like, okay, here we go. Okay. Then she's like, um, so yeah, I don't see a balance on your account. What you mean you don't see no balance on my account? Yeah, I don't see a balance on your account. It doesn't say that you owe anything. So you can get your transcripts today. 
when I tell y'all, tears instantly started running down my face at that window in front of that lady who did not know me. My husband sees me crying. He walks over towards me like, what's wrong? She can't find a balance. Yeah, it must have got lost because I said we're transferring over from all this paper to electronic. But in our system, and I look through the box where your last name would be, we have no funds on no debt on your account. You can get your transcripts today. God is so good, okay? Because that just told me the path that I'm going in now, yes, all these years I have been aspiring to be a registered nurse from the age of 16 to 20. I had Leah when I was 28. To 28. I, I was on this path of becoming a registered nurse. I was still getting jobs and doing certifications to become a registered nurse. But again, by me having a lack of self-confidence to believe in myself that I could even be a nurse, I kept talking myself down from it. I kept detouring myself. I kept being irresponsible with my money to even pay off the debt for my tuition. All, this, all these distractions, all these detours kept getting in my way, in my way, in my way. Okay. And what I thought I really wanted to do, the desire that I thought that was implanted in me when I was 16 years old was not the way that God truly wanted me to go, which is why I had these different pit stops, right? And it was, it was truly a journey of self-discovery. Even if I didn't look at it at that time, I was just trying to make ends meet. I have never been without a job for more than a couple of months. Like I think at one point in my life, I was on unemployment. It had to be less than six months because I always keep a job. <laughs> like, I'm always going to keep a job. So I thank God for that. Like, he made a way. So I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to get this degree in healthcare management and help people this way. Like, this is what it is. He gave me a zero dollar balance that I know was a couple of thousand. Okay. Release my transcripts. I instantly got my transcripts sent over to Concordia and started that program. Now, this is the time that I was in school and I was pregnant. <laughs> I had started the program. And when I tell you those maladaptive adults were still there and I still was being hard on myself and like, you ain't gonna be able to do this. You ain't smart enough to finish this. What are you talking about? Like, girl, get out of here. When I tell y'all I aced every single one of those courses, every single one, I got an A in. I had a two-year-old and I was pregnant. And my teachers were in all, I was on the dean's list. I had the four semesters or whatever, because again, they're like five week increments or whatever. And so when I, the last semester I finished like a week before I was due to give birth to my youngest. And I was like, I'm going to take this break, my, my maternity leave, um, to have this baby and spend time with my baby and different things like that. Cause I didn't, I wasn't going to be working. I didn't want to do school, all this type of stuff. And at that time, Oh, I skipped past that. Okay. So at that time, when I started Concordia, I had already transferred from the Blue Cross Blue Shield um, doctor's office job. I had went to Rush 
got into rush call center just to get my foot in the dough okay i know my experience is way more than a call center but that's the way because every other position i was applying for i wasn't getting so i was able to get into the call center and got in the call center did my six months at six months at rush you can apply for another position did my six months and I instantly started applying for other jobs that I really, really wanted that could be more challenging and different things like that. Because a call center, that's really basic for me. And I did not want to be there. Again, I get very bored with different positions. Like, I want to be where the action at, okay? At exactly almost my year, I was hired into a position to work for case management um, for Rush. And so that's what I did. And um, that position was totally different than the call center. And it was everything. And that's when I started my Concordia educational career thing or whatever. I'm mixing up this timeline, but y'all get it. Whatever. I know Leah was young or whatever. But when I initially got the release of my transcripts, I think I did something in between that. I can't remember right now. But anyway, I was in... No, I, I started at Concordia because I had did uh, quite a few semesters there. But when I got pregnant, I was like, okay, I got to slow up because I'm about to have this baby. So anyway, did that and um, it was great. And I enjoyed every part of it. I made the Dean's List and I even told my family, like I was really crying tears of joy because I really didn't think I could do it. And for to see myself ace these classes within five week increments, while I was still full-time working at Rush, and I was, I had a two-year-old, and I was pregnant, I was like, and being a wife, like, like, come on, come on. Um, but I thank God that I never, I, I thank God that I kept pursuing. I was going to say that I never gave up, but because I did give up again. <laughs> I just get, this is why I am 35 and now just doing this whole self-love journey. Because if I love myself enough to know that Portia, no matter what you put your mind to, you can do. And I proved it to myself over and over and over again. Every desire that I had, I was able to accomplish it. And I still didn't believe, still got distracted, still let myself get detoured. Like, really? I know y'all like, girl, what is wrong with you? Because I was telling myself that. <laughs> I think I gave to my daughter. I was like, I'm going to start back school. But then I didn't. And again, it was because of finances. Because I was on a payment plan, let that lapse because life had been lifing. And, um... Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm going to get back to it. I'm going to get back to it. I'm going to get back to it. When I'm ready to get back to it, I'm going to pay it off and I'm going to get back in school. Like, I'm not going to let this stop me. But I did let it stop me. I did. And then I got content in my job because I was like, this is great. Like, I can advance here, but also not really. <laughs> but I was trying my best. I really was. And I was um, put in a different couple of positions with people uh management and different things like that and they saw things in me or whatever and rush was paying for my tuition remember i said i wanted that that type of job they were paying for my tuition okay so 
Um, and Rush has a university itself. And I was trying to get into that university, but they didn't have anything like healthcare management. Like they didn't have that type of stuff. It was more nurse based type stuff. So I was like, okay. But at that time I had given up on the nursing dream. I'm going to just stick to the administrative side. It took a while for me to get back into school. Well, I didn't, I didn't get back into school still to this day. I did not get back into school. Micah's three. <laughs> so I did not restart that program. Those credits are still sitting there to this day. But I said all that to say that um, so much has happened within my career choices and my jobs and being in different positions and talking to people and picking their brains or whatever. I worked with a lot of nurses on the current role that I am in. Um, and a lot of them was speaking to me. They have like long careers in nursing and all that type of stuff. And just to see the administrative side of it too, my directors and my management and all this type of stuff and talking with them and everything like that. And then the pandemic happened, like right after I gave birth, 2019, 2020, the pandemic happened. Then we got to work from home indefinitely. And so now all that rush of working in this position and wanting to advance and talking to different people and trying to advance, advance, advance and get in position like that, that spark had died in me again because now I'm stuck in the house, like whatever. And now I see it as a blessing truly because I'm able to be here with my kids. Unlike I've ever been able to be here with my kids um, day in and day out, taking them to school, different things like that, spending special time with them that I would have been commuting back and forth three hours a day to my office job or whatever. Now I can just do at home. So I'm grateful for that, for the flexibility of it all and everything like that. But again, I'm bored in the position. And so I told God that um, I started therapy in 2019 when I went back to work after I gave birth. And with talking with my therapist and different things like that. And I looked up my therapist credentials before I chose her. And she was a medical, I mean, a, a social worker or whatever. And so I was looking up like, how can I, like, I think this is my next path. And then my department case management um, work, social workers work within my department too, but they work with patients in the hospital. So I was like, I really think that's what I'm supposed to be doing because that will give me access to work with people. It's still administrative work, but it's also still working with patients. And that's what I thought my position that I went to on the case management team was going to be me working at a lower ranking with patients on the floor, but I ended up being put on a team that was working behind the scenes uh, which also, again, is a blessing in disguise because it's, it's allowed me to be able to work from home because had I been put on that other team to work in the hospital, I would still be having to go into the hospital every day. So I'm grateful, Lord. I'm grateful. You know what you're doing at all times, even if I don't know, okay? That's the moral of all of this. But I discovered within myself and how my therapist and my relationship was with her and seeing how her educational career was and different things like that. And the more I investigated and researched the programs and different things like that, and I'm like, this is what I think I'm supposed to be doing. Yes, healthcare management would have been great, but that would have got me to a certain level. But what I really truly desire, and it wouldn't have been working with people directly. Again, it would have been behind the scenes work that I'm doing in the infrastructure of the healthcare hospital 
you know, thing, but I want to be right there with the people, directly impacting the people. That's always been my desire. When I saw my mother in that hospital and we were dealing with those nurses and CNAs, that was that was the thing, the hands-on connection that I desired to have. And I thought the only way that I can get to that was becoming a nurse. But in actuality, God has shown me that there's many ways to impact people other than just that way. Okay? Like in healthcare and different things like that. And so... I was like, okay, I need to, I need to do a program, become a, a, a social worker or whatever, so that I can impact people. Not that was just going to be the first step of this plan: become a social worker. Then I can do a certification and a licenses to become a licensed clinical therapist or whatever, so that I can directly impact people. I love to talk, as you guys see. Okay. And so I was like, I want to talk to the people. And I started telling my family and friends, like, I think this is what God is really calling me to do because I do this with everybody. I just never thought of this being a career path for me, but in actuality, it is a career path. Like, and I feel like all that I have done, all the experiences that I have gathered from this, from that point to now has led me to this point. My purpose was always that desire. It was always to help people and impact people directly. Again, I thought the way to get to that point was a certain way, but God exposed my gifts of being able to speak to people and prick their hearts and, um, my gifts of being able to listen to people and empathize with people and different things like that. The compassion that he has placed inside of me, the love, the kindness, all of those things. And my talents of being ambitious and steadfast and being able to, even though I get knocked down by myself, okay? I was being knocked down by myself and distractions and different things and um, those maladaptive thoughts and all that type of stuff. My talents were still that I was able to keep getting up every time and push forward, still pressing towards the mark of the high calling, okay? Your girl didn't give up and I'm never going to give up. And so where I'm currently am still at rush in this wonderful, flexible position, this is not the end all of my situation. I do plan on enrolling into school this year of 2023 at Rush University and let them pay for my classes completely. Therefore, I won't have to worry about the financial aspect any longer. And I am going to become a licensed clinical therapist and help someone through that as far as the educational degree. But also, <laughs> God has given me life be life in. God has given me life be life in. He has given me anchored in. He has given me so many outlets to still impact people's lives without the necessary credentials, quote unquote, that the world say that you need to have. But because of my life experiences, because of the things that I have seen, I have um, been through or whatever, God is still going to fulfill the purpose of my life. And I've heard recently that purpose, your purpose can change or whatever. 
I, I believe that, but also I don't feel like my purpose has changed. It just has become fully clear what it really is. And it, again, back to the first part of this, which was the desire that was implanted in me and seeing my mother in that hospital and seeing how that staff treated her, that desire is still here today. I still desire to help people, but it's helping people via this platform, this podcast, talking to people, sharing my experiences, letting my heart be heard and letting you all in on some things that I know other people are also experiencing and letting you know that it's not, it's not only you that's experiencing this. And you're not in this alone and we're going to make it through this. And yes, life don't always go the way that you plan for it to go. Yes, we call ourselves creating a, a five-year plan, a three-year plan, and different things like that. But God is the one that knows the plan. He created you. He created the plan. He says, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans of hope and plans of your future. He knows. And it's like, to even come to this point, again, I wrote this topic down so long ago. I didn't know exactly when I was going to do it. And on my outline of my topics, I do have them separated by months. And this topic was in the month of March. I did not know that this month of March, Women's History Month, okay, that this topic, I was going to be kicking off Women's History with my history. And not just my history, my presence, okay? What I'm telling you today and all of that I've experienced is going to be when I get to the place that God needs me to ultimately be, okay? Because I'm already where he needs me to be. But when I get to the place where he ultimately needs me to be, it's going to be a whole nother level. And y'all going to be able to look back on this history and be like, I remember when she was just a CNA. And look how far God had brought her, okay? I wake up every day. First thing I say when I wake up, because sometimes when I wake up, I don't even open my eyes fully, okay? But I'm woke. When I wake up, God, let your will be done. You know my plans for today. You know my desires for today. But God, let your will be done. Because I know you know the plans that you got for me. You know, and my purpose is still being fulfilled. Every step of my career, my purpose was still being fulfilled. Every person I encountered, every person that I had a connection with, I worked with, my purpose was still being fulfilled. And where I am today is not by a mistake. Yes, I made from my free will choices, wrong decisions, things like that. But God always course corrected me, okay? He put me right back on the path that I needed to be on. And he's brought it full picture and shown me exactly what it is that I need you to do. This is the way. This is the path. This is what I need you to do. I need you to be willing to bend to my will and my way. And I'm going to do it in you. I'm going to perfect my work in you that you're going to be able to bless so many other people. Just for my gift of gab. Just for my gift of obedience, just for my willingness to even go through these experiences, 
Yes, I can complain and say, I want this, I want that, I want this. It's coming. It's coming. My current position, again, is wonderful. I am blessed. I am grateful to have this position. But it's not for life. I'm not going to be working there for life. It's for a time being. It's for the now. And God's going to move me to a whole nother level that I haven't even imagined. That I don't even have the full understanding of just yet. But I'm going to keep working in the background. I'm going to keep putting in that work while I got this faith that he going to do it for me. This is how I've discovered <laughs> my gifts, talents, and purpose through my educational journey. What I set out to do in my educational journey and all the hiccups and all the downfalls that I've put on myself um, because I didn't make it to the ultimate goal of what I desired initially. God has shown me, girl, I got so much more greater in store for you. Like you put yourself in this little box. Like you just got to be this one thing in order to be great. But no, I, I'm going to put you in places. I'm going to put your name in rooms that you don't even know exists yet. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. God, I thank you. Seriously, like, he didn't put this fire inside of me to die out. And I was letting the enemy die. I was letting the enemy take it from me. I was letting him try to douse water on it. I was letting that enemy take it from me. But I thank God that I kept pushing. I thank God that I'm still pushing. I'm still striving. And I thank God that he has made it so abundantly clear to remind me that I am a rare and treasured gift. He treasures me. And what I'm able to do and what I'm possessing is mine. It's not for nobody else. What God gives you is for you. Can't nobody else take it away from you no matter what supervisor or manager try to demean you and push you down or make you think less of yourself. No matter what person or family member tells you that you can't do it, you can do it. Keep pushing, keep striving. He didn't put it into you for it to die. I thank God. I thank God. Like, y'all don't even understand, like... So I'm here to kick off this Women History Month series on this platform of Life Be Lifing with my story. And I hope that somebody hears this and is inspired and is touched by God and the Holy Spirit comes into your life and lets you know, don't give up. You got this. You going to make it. We going to make it because he put it inside you so that it can bloom and blossom. He didn't put it inside you to die and wither off. That's for somebody out there, just like it's for me. This burning feeling I have in my gut is for a reason. It's for a purpose. That's purpose. That's the end of this is just my life experience, okay? So we're going to go ahead and end this podcast out. Lord Jesus, y'all done got me filled. Mm, I feel you, Lord. I'm, I'm grateful that the spirit is here with me in this moment right now with us. And um, God, I thank you. Because I know the plans that you have for me are much greater 
than what I ever could have had for myself. Whew. So, next segment. <laughs> life be life in us all, okay? Whew. Listen, Lord. Hey, the village. <laughs> this is where I have my listeners, friends, family submit news, topics, and other requests for me that you would like for me to talk about on this wonderful platform of Life Be Life. Okay. So please feel free to email me at lifebelifing at anchorednllc.com. Also, you can DM me on any of my platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, with your topic suggestions or whatever you think you want to hear from me. I am open to it all. I thank you all again for your love and support. Reminder, I am on live chat every Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> But no, it's trying to be every Monday to drop when I drop my new episode on live chat with you at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time so we can talk it up and watch the episode together and talk about it, okay? Also, I am live on TikTok every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time as well. And you can come on in to the chat room and we can talk up about the conversation and different topics of previous episodes of the podcast or whatever I'm feeling that week, okay? Before we get out of here, I just want to remind you all again that my planners and my journals are on sale on Amazon as well. This is also a quick reminder, if you have not got it or purchased it, and not just only for yourself, but for other people that you may feel but that will benefit from this Life Be Life and okay? I have a lot of my Speak Life affirmations throughout both of those books. It's a wonderful blessing and reminder to love on yourself and treat yourself and thought-provoking things within there. So please, please, please support me. Again, I have some really good stuff working in the works for you guys behind the scenes that will be coming out this March, okay? So be on the lookout for those things as well. So continue to support Life Be Life and Podcast. And I'm gonna leave you guys with my last segment, Speak Life, okay? Speak Life. That whole campaign was just like so dope. I'm gonna continue doing my Speak Life affirmations as a part of my content. Every Sunday, we're gonna do Speak Life Affirmation Sunday. Well, I will leave you with another affirmation. But if you don't get it there, you always can get it here <laughs> on the podcast, okay? Also, before we go, um, this month of Women's History, I will be doing a segment every week um, on my page on my for content on my pages about um, a, a woman-owned small business or whatever so i'll be featuring one every week for the month of month of march and support of women's history um to incorporate with this so that's my segment um shining some light on something and that's gonna be what i'm gonna do i'm gonna shine some light on some woman's business so that we all can go love on them and support them okay so please be on the lookout for that as well on my all of my pages, okay? If you're not following me, go ahead and do that. So, speak live, okay? <laughs> this is the segment where I leave you with a call to action for yourself, but not just for you, it's for me as well, okay? So, I'll leave you with these words to hold on to until next time when we come together, okay? Today's affirmation is, I will use my gifts to shine 
my light on the world. Again, today's Speak Life affirmation is, I will use my gifts to shine my light on the world. You heard it, you say it, you write it down, and remind yourself to speak that thing and make it happen because, child, life be life in us all. I love you. I appreciate you all for being here with me, and I really hope that God touches you all. Y'all have a wonderful night.